The Steve Warren Project. Sports and whatever. Right then, off and running. Here we go. Welcome to the show. Steve and Jimmy rambling away on the hottest stories in sports and whatever. Got another Masters in the books. I got killed on Twitter today. World Curling Championships here in Ottawa. Lots of hockey news and so much more coming up today on the program. Again, Steve and Jimmy, once again, thank you for being with us. We hope you enjoy the show. A little bit late this week, a little bit late to the party. Jimmy doing a little traveling. James, how are you today? In your backyard. Yeah, I'm good, Stevie. Good. I'm good. Uh, uh, you're out west. We'll hold that a little better, yeah. Um, I'm out west. Yeah. Me and a buddy, uh, we're getting sick of the sick of the weather in Edmonton. Got the, got the sort of winter blues. Oh, yeah. And... Uh, so sort of on Tuesday at midnight, we said, let's jump in the car and drive 12 hours tomorrow. Okay. So that's, <laughs> that's what Fair we, enough. We came, came out to BC. Victoria, Russ's hometown. My brother lives here. So we've just uh, been floating around for a few days. Uh, well, certainly everybody here in Ottawa can relate to the idea of getting away from weather. Since we last spoke here on this weekly podcast that we yes. call the SWP, here in Ottawa, we had a massive ice storm. And so uh, I was lucky. I didn't lose uh, any power, but I lost like a, a couple of 40-foot trees here in the yard. We had people without power for a couple of days. It's the first week of April, for goodness sakes. This is not this is not what you should be dealing with. So Ottawa, a lot of Ottawans feel your pain right now. Yeah, big power outage there, right? Like oh, yeah. I, I, I read in the news four days or something. Yeah, there was lots of people like in smaller pockets, rural areas that were out that long. But uh, yeah, I mean, there was a there was a point there. You'd look at the Ottawa hydro outage map and it just looked like it was lit up like a Christmas tree as far as reporting the various outages. And so, yeah, it was a it was a nasty week and it was just it was extra frustrating because we're supposed to be at the finish line here. And it's like it's like it's like a marathon. Winter's a marathon. You get to the finish mm-hmm. line and then old man winter's there ready to punch you in the face before you cross the finish line. I hate it. Here's a callback, Steve, from an old joke. Okay. Power outage. Rita McNeil must have been making toast. Yes. Uh, remember that was... Uh... <laughs> I'm not sure I'm supposed to laugh at that here in 2023. <laughs> well, she's dead uh, now, so it's okay. We can... Still. Uh, still. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not laughing at she's dead, Steve. Just... No, I know you're not. Absolutely. <laughs> I threw a little yeah. thing up. I, uh, a cousin of mine sent me a picture of us in the paper, you and me and Johnny, yep. JR. And uh, because I had a, you know, my aunt, uh, you recall, I was down last fall in London to celebrate my aunt's 100th birthday. Right. You might you might remember that. I think I might even did a show uh, from there. Or, or uh, I might have even done a show from there. Anyway, she died. She died uh, a little while ago, a few weeks ago. And, oh, sorry uh, to hear that. That's okay. Yeah, she had, you know, um, she um, she was great. She was wonderful. And anyway, one of her sons uh, got a hold of me and said she had a whole bunch of, you know, imagine my aunt collecting a newspaper clipping of us that she found somewhere. And she yeah. lives in London. So I don't I don't know where she got it or whatever. Anyway, she sent me that. And I, th- I threw it up on Twitter. And... Uh, I had I'll, I'll have to I'll have to go over them with you one day. I had a lot of a lot of great hilarious comments from people about what, what we did on the show of shit that I forgot about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So no, I, I saw some of it on your timeline. It was really cool to see. Yeah. It was it was a great picture of you. Me on the other hand, it was more of like one of those fisheye lenses. So you're in the middle in a on a distance sort of thing. So you look great, but I'm like on the bad side of the fisheye lens. So I'm almost, oh. almost, I'm almost inside the camera. I didn't care for the photo, but it was certainly the timeline after you tweeted that out. It was great. And uh, lots of great memories that uh, the old listeners had to share. And I know, I know there's a lot of people who listen here to the SWP who are also old Tigor listeners. I could list off about 20 top of mind that, uh, that used to listen back in the day and, uh, and still listen now. And uh, it was quite a contrast to the timeline I had on Twitter today where I had the audacity to say something negative about the Leafs. And, uh, oh, boy, like 1.2 million views later, uh, I'm almost in the fetal position, like just absolutely getting pounded like a post. So it was an interesting contrast to uh, to reading your timeline versus mine today. Not really 
one million. Well, impressions, right? It's like uh, you see you, you know, had a million that, impressions on that thing. Yeah, it was, and it was like something I put out this morning, and it was just basically just I, I took a small What'd dig at say? the Leafs. What, what? Well, I just took a small dig at the Leafs. You know these emergency backup goalies, right? That uh, you mm-hmm. see from time to time in the NHL. Well, there's two minutes left in a seven-one Toronto lead mm-hmm. against Montreal, and they put their emergency backup goalie in for the final two minutes. And it wasn't like an emergency. It was just like, hey, let's have some fun and put the emergency backup goalie in for two minutes left. And uh, the fact that I took a shot at that, saying that that's probably not really well received by the Canadians, right? Not putting your best foot forward, having this you know <laughs> jokey thing at the end. Even Chris Weidman, the Habs defenseman, he, he said something along the lines of, oh, yeah, the, he didn't like it. The Leafs will get theirs in the first round. He actually was quoted as saying that. But uh, no, Leaf fans did not take kindly to it, who, who thought it was just exclusively a really nice thing it was a kind thing and i was a party pooper and a jackass and many many more things like i should get fired you know i, I still have at tsn steve as my twitter account right now mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. uh lots of people saying tsn needs to fire you and then everybody else poking fun they already did that ha ha, ha. Uh, it was just really a, a long day on twitter today because <laughs> it's one thing in ottawa if you get people mad at you it's a whole other animal when you get leaf fans mad at you well, it's kind of a weird situation, right? First of all, Toronto's in the playoffs, of course. Montreal is not. Nope. Uh, and then you get this shelling happening. Uh, there's, you know, there's three or four games left. I, I think everyone's, I think everyone's within four games now. I don't think anyone has five games left. I was look, looking this oh, morning. No. Nice. Right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Four tops, I think, mm-hmm. that's left. Um, so it's, it's, you know, once you're at four or five, one. You know, it's like, okay, well, this first of all, this game means nothing. Mm-hmm. Secondly, the game means nothing. And thirdly, this game means fuck all, okay? There's nothing, <laughs> there, right? There's there's nothing going on. Yeah. Uh, so, I've, you know, if, if, if it was a skater, you know, you might you might look at that and go, okay, well, he, he you know, he took out Matthews and, and put in uh, Gallardo. Right, who no one knows or cares about, who's been sitting, or I don't know, maybe they dressed a couple of those guys, Steve, who've been healthy scratches. Uh, but that's kind of a weird one, you know. Well, your Oilers did it. You're not trying to protect year. a guy from getting injured. First of all, it's a goalie; they they hardly ever get injured. That's right. You're not trying. You're not trying to, you know, safeguard against a guy getting hurt, which you would just feel sick to your stomach if you're going into the playoffs. Yeah, and you're you're in a nothing game. Uh, but who gives a shit? Uh, who, who gives a shit if they threw another goalie in, you know? Yeah. And well, that, that was the, that was the take most people had in that it was a nice, fun thing and everything. And uh, and and I'm here, the the tweet was basically, I feel like there's an etiquette on how you treat an NHL opponent in a blowout. You wouldn't put your top power play out there late in a the game just for fun. You wouldn't put your top center on defense just for fun. And you don't put your emergency goalie in just for fun. I feel like you need to respect the opponent right to the yeah, end that's of the dying. game. Yeah, and I know that, you know, but I, do you want to kill me now? Because there were a couple of people who were like really, really wanting to kill me. They wanted me fired from what, whatever job I had. They wanted a physical harm on me. It was just, it's a hockey take, people. Like, wow. What? I could not, and they were like, they were accusing me of like, you get so upset about something like this. No, it's a simple tweet. You know, you know who's getting upset is the, is the entire Leaf Nation <laughs> for me saying that. And uh, yeah, so it was a... Uh, Definitely interesting. Lots well, and lots t- of people. Yeah, doesn't make sense. It's not. It's not like you're. Uh, um, you know, you want to. If you wanted to give the 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 goalie the one goal game, you know, or if it was a shutout or something, right? Shut shutout. You know, you wouldn't move your goalie, I guess. But like, who cares? I don't care if I'm Montreal. It doesn't bother me. I don't know why uh, anyone would be upset. You know, what, well, Chris Weidman of the Habs was, and give he was the guy quartered. some action. Yeah. Give the guys some action. They're going into the playoffs, yeah. right? That I, I get why they did it. So, well, no, he's not going to play. He's an emergency goalie. He'll never, he'll probably never be on an NHL bench again for the rest of his life. Oh, and so they did it just for fun. Like here's a cute thing, and I'm like, okay, well, if this is the kind of thing you enjoy, like why don't we do have a fan of the game, like you know, dress as a goalie, and you know, anytime you have a blowout going, just dress him near the end of a game. How will that play with the opponent? Uh, that was my only take on it. I I'm not going to lose an, an ounce of sleep on it. I just oh. 
I saw Chris Weidman's comments and I'm like, yeah, I can get why I, I get why he'd be a, a little annoyed with that. And I think about my my own stupid minor hockey coaching. I remember getting absolutely and, and we didn't get blown out often, but we got blown out one time in a tournament we had no business being in. And I remember how I was offended when the opposing coach started like, you know, intentionally turning down scoring chances, things like that. Like I felt like you were taking pity on me or something like that. I just want mm. my opponent to respect me, to to give it their all to, for, to the end of the game. And uh, that that's probably where that came from a little bit when I've said, okay, I get what Chris Weidman's talking about. But I also understand that, you know, it is a nice thing for the kid and everything to come in. Right. He's never going to play, um, uh, you know, he's never going to get close to another opportunity to play. It's only two minutes at the end of a hockey game. I'm just saying that I also understand that the Montreal Canadiens might be uh, a little annoyed by it, or at least Chris Ma- Weidman was. So, yeah. Is that, is it really something the Leafs are doing to piss off the Canadians? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. I don't at think all. so. I, that'd be a little different. Now you have some real gamesmanship going on, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, if they're, if the coaches are yelling at each other, you know, and, and one of the coaches gives it scoreboard, you know, yeah. and looks up and goes, shut up. We're winning seven one. Okay. What, what are you, what are you freaking out about? You know, you're, 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 you're shit right now in this game. Yeah. Okay, I got an idea. As a matter of fact, here, Gallardo, go get go get your gear on. It might be a little different, you know. Yeah. No, need, you're right. Need I, I mean, walk you through the scenario, Steve. Even the way I see the way I gave it, the coaches talking back and forth. Yes, yeah, very good. So I brought you right there. You know? Very good. Well, I'm losing so, a little dialogue in terms of the the mechanics today because here we're doing the show as we always do. You're obviously on the West Coast this this week, and I'm here back in Ottawa. Normally, I have a visual on your face. Right now, you've got your mic crammed into a pillow that's blocking the camera, so I might I might lose a little of your nuances today because all I can see is the pillow today. But uh, oh. it is it is what it is. We have a yeah. mic stand issue today, but uh, yeah. anyway, I forgot it. You know? Taking taking people inside a little bit, but I don't know. I, I, if you're in the American Hockey League, for example, and you play a thousand games and you never get that one game in the NHL, would there be a little of you going like, hey, if we're gonna maybe uh, you know set the table for a guy to come in? who doesn't deserve it. Maybe, you know, after all these games I've played down here in the minors for the last 15 years, you could maybe sneak me in one time. Right. <laughs> anyway. Right. Uh, anyway, it's not a huge deal. And I, I hope, I mean, I know it. People thought that uh, who, who responded again and again, hundreds and hundreds of people who responded to me felt like uh, I was losing my mind over. It. I certainly was not. Uh, right. It was just, anyway, so let's move along because there's lots more interesting things than uh, the e-bug situation in the NHL and people taking offense and all that. The Masters, mm-hmm. a tradition unlike any other. John Rom is your champion, and we will talk about it coming up after these words. With life moving so fast, don't you wish you could just freeze time? Well, that's what Jim K. Ford is doing for you, because right now, when you custom order a new 2023 Ford F-150 from Jim K., you can lock in your factory order bonus of up to $3,500. And if there's a better incentive when you take delivery, you can choose that instead. It's that simple. Start your journey today at Jim K. Ford in Orleans or JimKFord.com. At Jim K. Ford Lincoln, we say yes! If you're looking to buy or sell a home, the Glenn Walton real estate team can help. Glenn helped me sell a home a couple of years ago, and one of the things he took care of was the staging, which is crucial. I mean, and especially in this market, you have to stage in this market. You have to present the homes online well because buyers' expectations have changed, and they're so knowledgeable now. They go online, and they can see the photos. If they don't like the photos and it doesn't present well online, they're not going to go see the home. Find out more from Glenn online today, glennwalton.com. Right then, welcome back to the program. John Rahm is your 2023 Masters champion. Fired a three under 69 in the final round, finished at 12 under. That's the first Masters title of his career, second major of his career. He won the U.S. Open in 2021. He started the day four back of Brooks Kepka, Jimmy, mm-hmm. who shot a three over in the final round to finish tied for second with Phil Mickelson. Mickelson had the best round of the day at minus seven. And that might be the most surprising thing I heard about the tournament all weekend long, that Phil would uh, would be there at minus seven with the best round of the day and uh, and be a T2 at the Masters at age 52. Anyway, mm-hmm. what did you think of the Masters this year? Well, it was it was great. It always is. You know, I, lo- I love it so much. Uh, it's, you know, the expression, they can, they can do no wrong, uh, really, really 
fits right in my kitchen there about the right. masters. You know, I've, there's there's good ones and there's better ones and there's really good ones uh, and there's bad ones and all that. And they're, they're still, you know, you know, the worst masters I've ever seen was the best in the world, you know, the best golf tournament in the world. Right. There's a dirty joke about that, Steve, which is pretty good. But, uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> it, it, you know, I love it. I, I really do. I, I don't know why. I was texting um, uh, Steve Barata, uh, a longtime friend of mine from uh, Ottawa, the Barata's own Poolorama, which would be an iconic pool company that's been around Ottawa for a thousand years. And maybe good a guy. potential sponsor. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, there we go. Exactly. Yeah, Poolorama. Nice. Um, and uh, he was there. His son um uh was took took it under his wing uh four or five years ago to start working on trying to get a ticket for him and his dad to go to the masters steve steve's now 70 years old mm-hmm. uh so it was four years ago that his son uh arranged all this made made uh inquiries and started and as you know it's the toughest ticket in the world literally it is it is the toughest ticket in the world and people say, well, why is it? Well, because they're they're sold out. That's why. <laughs> that you yeah. can't get a ticket. You, you don't need to call the master's office to get a ticket. That somebody else has it, um, you know, as far as I understand it. And you got to get it from those people. They've done some things over the years, the master's, where they 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 did a lottery for 200 lifetime passes one time. They they did it. And uh, if you're lucky to get uh, lucky enough to get one of those, it's, it's incredible, right? You have it for life. Um, and that's, that was the case. There was a guy in Ottawa who won one of those passes, uh, was a friend of Steve's son, yada, yada, yada. So off they went, off they went to the Masters. And uh, Steve's, Steve's a pretty sarcastic guy, mm-hmm. not a very emotional guy. You know, I've, he, was, he was a great snooker player in Ottawa in those days, back in the days, and, and, and now a pool player. Um, but, but he didn't, you know, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if this guy went through life's uh, warranty without ever crying. Okay. Right. <laughs> about, right. About anything. Yeah, I know guys and, like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. You do, right? You just like, what the hell? Um. Anyway, he he um he was dropping some text to me. Hang on, Steve. Just stand down a sec. Uh, you got um, the text handy there? Yeah, I do. I'm just trying to unlock my fucking phone. That's all good. We can all we can leave that in. So anyway, uh, you know what a gift, right? What a what a gift from your son, um. You know, for I, I when I ended up going there, as you know, Steve. I and now I cry, but Steve, I don't cry at anything. Okay, no, you're a crier though. You are I'm definitely a crier. A crier. Yeah. yeah, but I don't cry at anything. Okay, correct. And yes. uh, but but I did when I walked onto the grounds of of Augusta. I went I went in uh, 2008, and uh, it was it was not a very popular one. It was Trevor Immelman when there were a bunch of other guys who were who were playing great. So well, uh, before uh, you move on from that, I want to know. When you walked on the grounds for the first time, like you were, I'm sure, dazzled by everything, probably about a dozen things come to mind as I ask this question, but what was the number one thing that most dazzled you that had you in tears? Um, it, well, for sure it was walking onto a familiar hole, okay? there, there I, I, You know, there's two or three ways to get in, I think. There's two or three entrances, you know. There's not, there's not 10 of them, that's for sure, but to walk onto the grounds. And I, uh, this gate walks you on to the back uh, of 16 Green, which okay. is the, you know, the, the, the par three. Yeah. Um, I don't know, Steve, what happened is, is I remember, and I've given you that line before, I do every year coming to the Masters when, you know, it was my father who taught me how to play golf and, and I loved right. golf and I, you know, and I, I, you know, I start. I started watching golf at a at a, an age when everyone else who n- never understood it and said this is the most boring thing in the world. You know that your <laughs> father was watching this thing on TV when you were six or seven or eight years old. It was like, oh my god, I don't even understand what this is, right? The game. But but when I got to the age like twelve or thirteen, uh, and my dad had the great line with the lazy boy chair, rocked it back, shut the door to the TV room puffed on the cigar and then, you know, clicked the channel, click, 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 Stevie, and, and said, well, son, welcome to one of the greatest cultural events of all time, you know? And uh, so, so for and sure I loved, it was all. I, lo- 
I love that if he were still with us, he'd still be picking guys like Ray Floyd to win yeah. or Tommy Kite or something. <laughs> That's true. Because I, I know was in Vancouver. I was in Vancouver visiting him, and he said, for my money, uh, you know, you still got to take Jack Nicholas, Gary Player, and Ben Crenshaw. <laughs> you know, this is when Tiger was there, you know. Sure, and, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Good one, Dad. Um, anyway, um, so that yeah, played just, into it. Yeah, yeah, that, that that definitely played into it. Walking on, you know, the memory of of, of watching. And the other sure. one is the other reason that did coincidentally or ironically was I I tried to get my dad to the Masters, and uh, I had it all set up and all planned. I had tickets, and and then he just got too sick. You know, he, he my my dad died of Huntington's disease, as you know, and yeah. and he couldn't go. So so for for sure, I mean, memory fades a little bit. I mean, that was. Um, you know, twelve, whatever, fifteen years ago uh, is when he won that. But, but for sure, that's what it was. For sure, that's what it was. You know, yeah. You yeah. talk about great memories with your dad. You know, watching football. But, but for sure. Um, in any event, so so Steve, who would like the guy, the guy I went with, Stevie, that I walked through the doors, started laughing at me when I was when I was crying. Right? He's like, <laughs> he's a guy from Mississippi who I happened to know with a group of guys. And he was just like, are you, are you fucking crying? I said, Stop it. You know, look at my buddy's crying, you know, the, the, 10 ply he, soft baby. Yeah. He had a couple of choice words, but um, anyway, so I saw this picture come up with, with Steve and his son, Dave, uh, a picture with John Daly at Hooters, which is, which is one of the only bars around that golf course. Right. Uh, and I said, are you there, man? I, th- I thought it was an old picture, you know? Yeah. Yeah. He's there. Every, so this is Steve, you know, everything is unreal. Uh, it's like nothing I've ever seen in my life. Um, it's, you know, uh, logo, you know, logos on everything. Uh, he just sort of starts off slow here. Um, and then, uh, my son, you know, my, my son had a client because people ask, how do you get there? How do you get the tickets and where do you stay? Right. Uh, so this will interest people. Because I asked, they said, "Did did you have to stay ten thousand miles out of town? Mm-hmm. Like I, I when I went, I had to book a hotel, and it was in uh, I think it was called Anthem or something like that, which was like over an hour from Augusta, was the first one available, you know. And then I, and then I lucked out, and so I he, he said we're staying in a house like a fifteen minute walk from the golf course, right." I mean, you got you got to picture this place, Steve. It's like it's like trying to get into the Super Bowl every single day, you know. Sure. With 50, 60, 70,000 people. So he said his son had a client from Perth, who won the one of those lifetime passes. He mm-hmm. um, he goes every second year on those lifetimes, and then he gives every other year he gives it to friends. Uh, so he prearranged to go Friday, Saturday. He rents a house from the same lady every year, and. Um, and these That's passes are I, these passes are use it or lose it kind of thing. If he does if he doesn't give it to somebody every second year, well, I, I guess you don't have to go, but okay. you get to keep the passes. You know, it'd be okay. like having hockey tickets and not going, but you don't you don't lose the right to the tickets. Gotcha. Know? And and that was interesting because that's how I ended up at the Masters, and that's how I ended up staying. Is one of those guys had one of those lifetime passes from L.A. and right. he he ended up he was a super rich guy, and he ended up taking clients with him, and he rented two houses. And that was 15 years ago, Steve. And they were $25,000 for the week for each house. So 50 grand. And, uh, but, but eight, nine, 10 guys, you know, stay, stay in the, uh, stay in the, in the houses there. So still um, not cheap, not cheap, uh, hats, you know, the, the merch again, Steve was going on about the merch. He just couldn't get over it. Uh, he, he, um, uh, sorry here. I'm just, it keeps, no, the food and the beer is, is equally cheap as it's unbelievable. I saw the menu. It's still as cheap as it was 30 years ago, it looks like. Yeah, right, right. So this lady, um, they, they pay this lady. She, she takes off. She goes away during the mass. She lives in Augusta, obviously. And yeah. uh, so she rents. It's, it's 4000 bucks. okay, uh, which is a steal for the week for sure. Mm-hmm. Because you can stuff 10 guys in there, Steve, if, if you had passes. Right. Um, so he gave it to him as a Christmas gift, you know. So then... I said, it's, isn't it crazy? I wouldn't experience any. So he, he sends me this, okay, he sends me this text, Stephen, I'll read it to you. That would otherwise, Steve, sort of be innocuous if you were at an event. 
Okay, you, when, when you hear this, you're going, that that impressed this guy but that's what happens to people when they get to the masters okay mm-hmm. so it's like tagger walks off nine yesterday and walks over to 10t they have the rope corridor that they're starting to put up we're about six week six feet from the side of the t and he gives me the rope to hold it for a bit dotty pepper starts making her way over so the marshal grabs the rope from me to extend it now the camera guy shows up walking backwards towards us about eight feet in front of God. He's two feet away from us. The crowd and his following is unbelievable. The best part of it is that he's 16 shots back. <laughs> so that he was, he, he just went on to say it's, it's like nothing. Couldn't even describe it, you know, being oh, there. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, that is anyway, that is interesting because yeah, and that and that's a great story. And to hear uh, about your buddy and stuff, I was fascinated. It's still the tiger effect is still in play in a big, large way. In mm-hmm. that, I don't know if people noticed, but after the TSN broadcast or the broadcast that was on TSN, I don't know the TSN's that involved in it. I think I think you have James Duthie and Graham Dillette and uh, Bob Weeks do a do a quick three man panel, but really right. they're just picking up the feed. And so when they mm-hmm. cut away from the feed and went over to TSN Sports Center to talk about the Masters as their lead story, they immediately gave me a Tiger update. Not John Rahm or anything like that, yeah. you know, winning the thing. It was right to Tiger. And and he certainly was the story again for most of the thing until he had to withdraw near the end of the third round for him. And man, did he look miserable. I don't know if you saw some of the video, Jimmy, of him lurching around like he's 90 years old in the rain. I was like... Jeez, Tiger, you got nothing to prove to anybody. Find yourself a hot tub, withdraw, call right. it a weekend, and uh, and maybe try again next year. But uh, that that uh, that foot, that leg, it just seemed to be in horrible, horrible shape. Yeah, the, the, there's a couple of stories. You know, um, the the one thing about golf that makes it that makes it totally interesting, Steve, is you know if if you're watching the Stanley Cup playoffs, which are which are hockey fans, Masters, you know, uh, and teams. And teams go up three nothing, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, if they go up two games to nothing, but if they go up to three games to nothing, the series is over. Okay. Right. It's over. No one ever comes back from that. And if they do, it's very rarely. Okay. Yep. Very rarely they come back from three games, you know, baseball, the same, you know, basketball, the same thing. Right. Um, g- golf is different. You know, go- golf is different. You have Brooks Kepka whipping out in front. Brooks Kepka was 12 under through two rounds, mm-hmm. you know, and and was four, three, four, five shots ahead of everybody, and so that, that's like being three games up. You would think in a Stanley Cup, but it's not in golf, right? No, Rom was rounds. four. Rom was four shots back of Brooks Kepka starting the day today. Yeah, so so you you know you, other people may say, well, you know that guy's gonna win. You know, no way, man, no way. Okay, it's golf. Okay, <laughs> it's golf. It's the Masters. It's tough conditions. Yada yada yada. So. That's one cool thing about it, you know. There are other stories. You know, the big story is if Brooks Kepka wins that, he's a, he's not a PGA player. Uh, it's he's from the Live Golf Tour, right. and 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 that becomes kind of significant, you know. Um, or Phil. he won lot. He won last time at the Live Tour, right? He's been nowhere for a while. Uh, he's very unlikable. Uh, the the Netflix special Full Swing, uh, which uh, which I've watched, uh, one of the shows was on Brooks Kepka. He did nothing nothing at all to to get people you know to endear himself to to the fans he was typical brooks uh he was you know sort of hateable at sometimes the way he treated his wife on the on the on that show um so but but he but he was on his way to win it you know he was on his way to win it uh but it's golf right um so that was a great that, that was a pretty cool story coming along as this guy who who's nobody likes and is with Liv. what's going to happen if he wins that Patrick Reed was right there, right? Who's on the live tour. Yep. Um, and, and so that's one, that's one story, Steve. The other one is this kid, Sam Bennett, the amateur was eight under after a couple of rounds. Uh, no amateurs won that thing since, I don't know, 1412 uh, <laughs> when Columbus came over, but Ken Venturi would, you guys would, old people would remember his name as a commentator. He came the closest leading it late in the tournament and shot 80 or 81 or something like that. Yeah. But, this kid was cocky. He's the he's the reigning U.S. amateur champion, right? Sam Bennett, cocky. Uh, it's it's movie like stuff because I I believe he lost his father. 
uh, or, or grandfather not too long ago. He's tattooed something on his arm um, uh, about it and cocky. Yeah. He's cocky. You know, he said, I'm here to win the masters, uh, you know, and, and no, no, no. Cause usually Steve uh, amateurs don't make the cut for starters. He was the only one that did. Yeah. They, and when they do Steve, when they make the cut, it might be a plus two and the winner might be, you know, the leader might be minus 12, you know, and, and they're going, well, I'm not here to win the masters. So it was, this kid was in a position, you know? Uh, so I, I think that was a big story for a while, you know, for a while. Uh, and then he tailed the off pool. and finished up at minus two, but was neat to have the whole Butler cabin experience being the low amateur, getting the green jacket for an amateur. It's uh and just even just the whole experience that's going right. to bode, bode well for the kid moving forward. But uh, yeah, it wasn't just a case of just him making the cut. He was right there at the end of round three, like one of the final groups. And right. uh, it just came apart for him on Sunday. Yeah, my brother, you know, we, we went over to his house there a couple of times, my brother Paul, uh, and he hates John Rom. Um, and he would be okay with that term. You know, Russell always goes, don't use the word hate. My brother just despises him for some reason. Why is that? I don't. I, he just thinks he's he just thinks he's a loudmouth, and and he thinks he's you know beyond a beyond a humble brag. Uh, and I think he didn't. It was. I think he said some things this week about I will win the Masters one day. You know, I will win it. And I I, I didn't recall seeing that stuff, but uh, you may know better than I would. But. But his quotes were pretty, oh, is that right? Big time, you know, is that right? From what I gather. Yeah. Um, the, the event itself, Stevie, uh, like you go to Sunday, for example, you know, go to the weather was a factor. Um, and uh, the incredible video of that tree falling and no one getting hurt. Right. Right. There were people, there was like two or three trees and there were people in between these giant trees as they fell and somehow, some way, no one getting hurt. I was blown away after seeing the video when they, when they announced no one's been hurt. I'm like, how is that possible? Right. But well, no it didn't got fall hit. into an open, sorry, Steve, I cut you off. Go ahead. No, I just, no one got hit. And there were, uh, you know, it was, uh, like I say, there were, you know, there was at least one camera shot where you could see the trees were falling on the, other side on, on the side, one guy would have a right wing tree and a left wing tree and he'd be the center guy and somehow the trees missed them uh thankfully it wasn't like in a really populated area of the gallery but there were certainly enough people where someone could easily have died oh i don't know i i didn't realize that that a guy was sort of oreo cookied there oh yeah the two trees oh yeah. my god i didn't there's know a, that so yeah um, there's at least two two people i saw in one video shot where uh, that that exact same thing happened. Oh, did, did oh my God! Did two trees fall at the same time? Two or three? Oh wow! Yeah. Uh, anyway, if you look at it, uh, a couple of things. It, it's it's. I think it was off to the left of seventeen T. Yeah. But you know, but several yards off the f- left side of the T, and I believe a lot of people were clearing the golf course by then. I th- maybe they had called it for the day. It was getting close. Uh, Getting close, so um, you would you would have less people than you normally would. Yeah. Anyway, that, that thing could have been disaster. That could have been absolute disaster. Yeah. Uh, and what faith course. level do you have as a you know someone as a spectator? That's got to enter in your mind when you're deciding where you're going to set up your lawn chair or where you're going to stand. It's like you're looking around like, hmm, I don't like the look of that tree. Maybe we'll go stand can, over yeah. here. You know, because these these trees, there's a lot of similar trees there, and these three, in the midst of uh, poor weather decided that uh, they were going to topple over. And who knows what uh, other trees might be in similar states at Augusta. I'm sure they'll be, doing, they'll be doing this week a very full and thorough review, cost be damned at Augusta, as to which trees are still good to go and yeah. which need to come down. Picture this, folks. It was, uh, it's a towering pine. Yeah. Like, like 100 feet high and, and, and huge. I mean, trees don't get 100 feet high unless they've got a monster base on them, you know? Sure. And uh, it wasn't thunder that, that split it. It was wind. Yeah. Yeah. So um, anyway, uh, so that was, uh, thank God nothing happened there. So Sam Bennett and, and the, the, um, the, the, you know, you brought up Tiger and, and I got into a pretty good conversation last night about the live and the PGA and what's going to happen. And, uh, you know, the one thing about live is is they do have 
they do have Dustin and Brooks Kepka and and Sergio and whoever else they have Deshaun Bowen on there, but but it, it's not working out as great as, as they'd like it to be. Uh, there's been a couple of no-name guys who are, who are finishing too high in the lift tour, yeah. you know, f- for this thing. And uh, is it here to stay? It, it'll be interesting, right? Because they did allow the, you know, these guys to play in the major. The 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 commissioner spoke way too quick when Liv came along, and you know, saying they will never get a piece of this at all. And I'm putting my foot in, and he made a mistake because they're going to have to cooperate a little bit. Um, so anyway. Uh, that was the story through that thing, you know. Um, but in the end, Steve, you know, pe- people aren't tuning in. People aren't tuning in to watch anyone else other than, um, you know, a Cam. You know, Cam Smith's on that live tour too. But it just it just shows you the story and the impact that Tiger Woods still has, still has on freaking golf. You know, yeah. Um, and and the big part of the story, Steve, is, you know, this isn't like. Arnold Palmer and Jack Nicklaus, who are 65 years old, just saying, okay, we're going to play in the uh, Masters and that everyone's going to buy more tickets because of that. You know, Tiger's playing to compete still. You know, he wants to win, right? He wants to try and, and he made the cut. You know, he For made sure the cut. He did. Yeah. Uh, but people, you know, you put Tiger in there, Steve, they're coming. They're still coming to watch it. No, oh, yeah. no matter what, you know. Uh, Would you, so, now, let me ask you this, because it's been talked about like i don't think he's physically going to see massive improvements he's kind of the guy that he is right now physically and the whole topic of riding a cart came up again you know you saw him like i think it was saturday i saw him limping around in the rain literally looked like somebody's grandpa out there and Mm -hmm. my immediate thought was like oh they gotta let him ride a cart there actually is a provision the casey martin one a couple of years ago if you are proven to have a disability, mm-hmm. you can take a cart. You can you can have that exemption. It was like a Supreme Court ruling and everything. And so Casey Martin and even John Daly's taken advantage of it since then. And Tiger wants no part of it. He says, I will take a cart if it's sanctioned fully, but I'm not taking a cart under a disability exemption because he actually fought the Casey Martin ruling. And so I guess he feels like he might be a hypocrite. Right. But it's like at the end of the day, People want to see Tiger Woods play. And and Tiger probably, you know, in his heart of hearts when he's limping around out there on Saturday, he probably wouldn't have minded jumping in a cart at some point there. He's still got three years left until he's on the Champions Tour where it is the cart fully sanctioned and it won't be an issue anymore. Here in mm-hmm. these next three years, though, I would like to see Tiger Woods take a cart. I'd like to see them really kind of insist upon it. Okay, here's your disability exemption. We'd like you to do it because the game is a hell of a lot more interesting with Tiger Woods on the course. There's no doubt. Yeah, there, there, there's no doubt. You know, um, the disability thing is is uh, that's a curious topic. Uh, the obvious disability is something you're born with, uh, right? And and you, you you end up not being able to do what other people can do, right? What what able-bodied people can do. Right. Uh, so that's always interesting to me, you know, that that Casey Martin and 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 other people, you know, who who've got other, you know, afflictions. Right. Um, and tons of disabilities come in later in life. They're not all at birth, obviously. That's right. That's what you'll, right. You'll also have to reckon that. So what's fair? You know, uh, some people develop Parkinson's, some, you know, MS, arthritis, you know, is what, mm-hmm. what happens there now. Right. If you got you got rheumatoid arthritis i mean that's a crippling thing you know it's a crippling thing can a, can a guy play you know uh it's I, easy I enough to j- get a doctor's note to get you know a doctor's note to say you're disabled it's not i don't think tiger would have any issue with that with the chronic right. injuries he's gotten through wear and tear in golf and of course the car accident yeah and not everyone's gonna want to take a cart steve not everyone's gonna no. want to I, i'm tiger telling doesn't. you i i you know, I remember playing golf. Going, you know, we used to compete a little bit. You know, we had the option. I'm like, no, no, I, I want to walk. You know, I'm no pro, but but ton, tons of these guys are not going to want to take a cart. You know, um, and, and I don't know why they just don't allow them to take a cart. You know, that's the 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 only reason they wouldn't, Steve, is to endear the fans, I guess, to it. Right, that they they do have to walk, Steve, from from green to tee. Uh, you know, the fans get to see them, you know, they walk the fairways. Uh, so you, so you do get some time to see them. 
But it's not like carts go 150 miles an hour, right? That that they're going to be a blur when they're driving by you, you know. Right. I think I think that will change, you know. And and it doesn't affect the television coverage, Steve. It's not, you know, the, the when when TV's covering golf, right? They're bouncing around every four seconds, showing you shots, right? Showing a tee shot yeah. here, approach shot, pot, sand, bunker, you know. Uh, yada 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 right it's it's not like you're spending a bunch of time watching guys walking on the fairway you know right, right. so the the point being it, it it doesn't affect the tv coverage at all which which they're really protective of right to keep keep the audience up to watch so just let everyone take a cart you know yeah gotta, i mean if, if tiger's out there and playing and, and riding a cart you're gonna have better tv coverage you're gonna have way better ratings and all that so i think it's a win-win it's just uh tiger himself is gonna have to move into that headspace of uh, of wanting to do it, but uh, chances are he probably won't. It's only three years again until he's on the Champions Tour, and uh, he'll probably, uh, yeah, and he's already said he he will if it's sanctioned. If, if the PGA Tour lets everybody ride, he will do that. So, yeah, I, I agree with yeah. you. I'd like, to, I'd like to see everybody be allowed to do but, it exclusively because I want to see Tiger play at his best. Right. And, the, you know, the most... The most uh, you know the strictest organization in in the golf world. The, you know, the uh, where they take this moral high ground about everything, and the rules and all that is the Masters Committee, right? Th- those guys are inflexible, man. Right. Right. Notoriously, okay, rigid in their rules and their beliefs, and and they th- they they thumb their nose at you if you go, you know, well, you got to allow this. They go, we we don't have to allow shit, dude. Okay, we don't have to do anything, and yet. Uh, so the commissioner suspects of all things when he goes, our players will not be allowed to play in, in PGA events, and they and that will include all majors. He's probably thinking to himself, Steve, the first people are going to come to his aid is the Masters, right? right? They're going to go, no problem, absolutely. You're not supporting golf. Bobby Jones, Steve would never allow this. Okay, what do they do? Go, no, no, they're allowed. You know, we're all about the patrons and they want to see them. So the commissioner's going, what the fuck? Will you get what? Wait yeah. a minute, boys. You know, what? what's with the soft stance on it, you know? So it's a big story. It's a, it's a big story going forward, Steve, is my point. For and, sure. And the reason it's so big, Steve, is now some guys from the PGA are going to look at this going, we may be able to play both. We may be able to play both, you know, yeah. the... the the commissioner acquiesced there a little bit, uh, or had to, uh, and the masters did, and so now and now these guys can all play in the majors. Uh, you know, the PGA, U.S. Open, and British is left. So, um, I I think this is a big turning point. I think this is. So a you big think more PGA point. players will be going to the Live Tour? Well, I think I think the to play the, both. I think so. Yeah, I think so. I think the PGA will say, "Listen, you know, here's the other thing, Steve." Here's the other thing, you know, the the live golf tour. Uh, when you're there, you've you've got to do, you've got to do more than you do what which than you do which is uh, on the PGA tour, away from playing golf. So, mm-hmm. as far as I know, on the PGA, you you sign up, you go play in the events. That's your only commitment to the PGA. Uh, I you probably have to let them use your likeness and commercials and all that stuff or whatever, right? Um, the the live golf tour is the live golf tour is different. Uh, yes, you're getting a hundred million. It, there's there's some rumblings now. Well, wait a minute. If you win four million each, is that that comes out of the guaranteed money? Yada yada yada. To me, I'm like, well, whatever. Okay, so why? I don't give a shit if it's eighty right. or one hundred twenty five. But what they are requiring them to do, Steve, is stuff they've never been asked to do as a as a PGA player, and that is <clears throat> they must play in pro ams. They must show up at events. They must sign so many autographs. Right. They must they must they must stick around for breakfast and dinners and sponsor days and and they might got to make appearances and the pga never requires any of that from any of their players right uh so and live would probably lean heavily on the key guys because if you look at the live tour it's very top heavy it's a little bit like the toronto right. maple leafs offense you know they have a couple of awesome lines and then whoosh, not much going on in the bottom half that's kind mm-hmm. of the live golf tour in a nutshell so i'd imagine that live is coming hard after the the top guys that we saw this weekend at the masters. Right. Right. So what, what there, there's, I, I want to ask you what you think, you know, there, there's a c- couple of things that are going to happen here, right? The PGA is going to look at live and go, this is a great idea. Mm-hmm. God, how, how, how do you, th- you know, how would the PGA love if Dustin Johnson, you know, had to show up to, to drop a puck 
you know, or had to had to had to go to certain events and show up yeah. at other deals, right? Yeah, yeah. And then they got all their players doing it. So the commissioner's going, "This is a great idea," you know, to do that. On the other end, the PGA guys might go, "I don't want to do that," you know. I, I listen, man. It's, it's I'm busy enough, four freaking rounds a week, and yada yada yada. So some something will come out of it. Uh, and but I think I think the idea where um, live guys are allowed to play in these majors. Uh, I think it'll expand. I, I think it'll expand the growth of the live tour. Right. E- eventually. What What do you think? Yeah, I think it will. I think, um, you know, if everybody's playing nice, the PGA is not banning, you know, there was that early dialogue about banning all the live guys from their events. And now we're seeing it and we're seeing everybody kind of participate. I think there's still some hard feelings there looking at you, Rory McElroy, and some others. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, it feels like we're on the road to some sort of kumbaya union of sorts. Um, mm-hmm. We'll see, though. The one thing I wanted to ask you about was the uh, was the Brooks Kepka factor. Given that he is a live golf tour player, and somebody put this to me on social media today, and I thought it was an interesting take. The idea of live, and the reason mm-hmm. it's called live is live means fifty four in Roman right. numerals. They only play fifty four holes. Well, didn't Brooks Kepka come out and play only fifty four holes at the Masters? <laughs> you know, right. maybe yeah. maybe you're just not used to the four rounds, and you just sort of get into that mode. The mental training you train for everything in golf, but he hasn't been playing four round golf for a while now, and maybe that was a factor. But the pushback is, just look at the leaderboard. The guy that finished tied for second with Brooks Kepka, that fifty two year old named Phil Mickelson who's also doing the 54 whole thing. So maybe it affects guys differently. I don't know. Maybe it doesn't affect them at all. But what do you think? Does the 54 whole affect? Maybe if, you know, it does it affect the live golf players when they come over and play a four round tournament on the PGA tour? I don't know. I, I, I guess that's a good, that's a question to look at. I, I wouldn't think so. Like adrenaline, man, you know, adrenaline, usually you, you can go 500 holes probably playing for the masters, you know, but, um, Mickelson at his best round at Augusta, I think, ever on Sunday, like that 65, minus seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, didn't but, bug but, him. But, yeah, Brooks plays great. You know, Brooks is Brooks is in it to right till the last minute. You know, right? Yeah, uh, or last couple of holes, um, because you you know sixteen and eighteen are awfully tough golf holes. You know, so you got to you got to watch this thing to the end. Yeah, seventeen can be a bogey hole for sure, short par four, but it's got that false front, yada yada yada. So can Rom close? Can Rom close? So you have to watch to the end. Uh, you're right about Phil. Okay, he's the oldest guy out there. He looks he looks frail almost. He's lost a bunch of weight, man. Yeah, uh, I don't know what's going on. Um, when you look at him Dustin, compared to Mike Weir, Mike Weir is the same age as Phil Mickelson. You're like, Mike Weir looks like Phil Mickelson's little brother or something. He just looks like he must be a decade younger, but they're exactly the same age. Right. Right. Um, so, like, Dustin didn't do very well. Patrick Reed did. I'm t- um, these are live guys. Uh, Dustin didn't do very well. We made the cut. Patrick Reed made the cut, played well. Patrick Top Reed 10. had a great tournament. Had a great tournament. Uh, I, don't, I don't think Louis Eustazen made it. I, don't, I think Sergio missed the cut. Louis missed the cut. So, you might, yeah, yeah you know. Uh, but those are two rounds. I don't know. I, yeah. I don't know about that, Steve, whether... whether um, you know, if I guess if you always played, you know, a bunch of your whole life with three rounds, and then you had to you had to play four rounds every once in a while, that might that might kick the shit out of you. But uh, okay. you know, you never know. You know Here's you a question know. that I know you'll love because it's an easy Masters trivia. Okay, the question mm-hmm. is, and we'll give you the answers, or we'll give you a chance, give you Jimmy a chance to give me the answers when we return. Something to tease people through the commercial break. I want to know now that John Rom has won the Masters. He becomes the fourth Spaniard to win a green jacket. Who are the other three? The answer coming up after these words in our final thoughts. With life moving so fast, don't you wish you could just freeze time? Well, that's what Jim K. Ford is doing for you because right now, when you custom order a new 2023 Ford F-150 from Jim K., you can lock in your factory order bonus of up to $3,500. And if there's a better incentive when you take delivery, you can choose that instead. It's that simple. Start your journey today at Jim K. Ford in Orleans or JimKFord.com. At Jim K. Ford Lincoln, we say yes. All right, welcome back. Here's your Masters champion, John Rahm, after his final round. For those people who believe in, in jinxing other players, people, and whatever it may be, Thursday morning, 
when I was on my golf, on getting on the golf cart to get to this putting green 10 minutes before my tee time, I saw a text from a good friend of mine, and I'm going to name him because he is a Super Bowl winning champion, Zach Ertz. Um, he he said the text. I'm gonna I'm gonna paraphrase here, but he said that first green looking like a walk in the park or something like that right now. Ten minutes before I four putted the start of the tournament. <laughs> So, thank you, Zach. <laughs> Don't ever do that again, please. What a great story from John Rahm, your Masters champion, as he addresses, uh, well, everybody uh, at the Masters after his win today and takes a hard shot at his buddy Zach Ertz. Uh, John Rahm is the fourth Spaniard. Here's the trivia I promised before break. He's the fourth Spaniard to win the Masters. And I asked you, James, who are the other three? Seve Ballesteros, Sergio Garcia, and Olathebo. There you go. Easiest question ever. Yeah. I need to get that. I, need I like to be those all questions, though. Yeah, I like those yeah. questions. Oh, there's all kinds of great Masters trivia, and I know you'd nail those for sure. Uh, but that will do it for this week's show, ladies and gentlemen. Any final thoughts before we head out the door, Jimmy? Uh... Steve, you might, uh, by the way, Freddie Couples, oldest guy to ever make the cut, speaking of the Masters. I could talk to Masters all day, man. Effortless yeah. swing. I was, I was, uh, when you, it's funny you mentioned that because I, when I heard that he had become the oldest guy to ever make the cut at the Masters, I was like, well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. That's why a nice, gentle, easy swing that Fred right. Couples is so famous for. That's why it's another great benefit of it, longevity. And then I remembered, no, wait, Fred. Freddie had uh, back troubles through his entire career, maybe more than anybody in PGA right. history. 63 years old though, or something, you know, to make it. Yeah. Um, yes, Stevie. Now this will mm -hmm. please you, Steve, because I'd like to talk hockey, Steve, before we go. What? <laughs> Who are only you? Because, what have you done with Jim? Only because the, bu the buddy I'm traveling with, rabid, massive Oiler fan. Okay. Okay. Season ticket holder. Uh, Steve, the odds on who's going to win the Stanley Cup, Steve. Do you want to yes. just plug, pull those up, Steve? Do you want to just pull those up? Okay, Stanley Cup odds 2023. Now, there may be several, several booking houses that you may be able to look at, betting mm. houses. But, it's Steve... I'm getting the daily lines here. Let's see. Uh, I don't know. If you went to, like, Sports Interaction or something, one of those betting houses. Anyway, Steve, need I tell you that the Oilers are picked to win the Stanley Cup, Steve? Ahead of Boston? Yes. Yep. Wow. On one of the sites, anyway, he was looking at. The Oilers have done the best in the league since Christmas, Steve. They've got a better record than anyone since Christmas. Yeah, but the Bruins have been just insane. Including Boston. Oh, so here's DraftKings. Bruins at plus 350, Colorado plus 650, Edmonton plus 800. Top three choices right there. The Leafs are next, plus 900, Hurricanes at plus 1,200. And I'll be cheering loudly against the Leafs after the kind of day I had <laughs> as they take on the Tampa Bay Lightning. That'll be an interesting series for sure. But that appears first to be... First time the Oilers, you know, first they got 250 goal scorers, Steve, uh -huh. and Dreisaitl and uh, Connor. Three guys... Um, my brother, my brother's a massive Oilers fan too. Three guys with over a hundred points. Nugent Hopkins would be the third. Wasn't that wild that he gets a hundred? I, I think he's Steve, only. He's had... never. My brother kept bugging me. He goes the the dude in his twelve years has never had seventy points. Exactly. That was exactly the stat I was just going to give you. It's unbelievable. And I think he's only had sixty points twice. Right. So he's only been a sixty-something point guy twice in his career, never over seventy, and then all of a sudden he's a hundred-point guy. But if you look at, I think he's basically been a janitor for McDavid and Dreisaitl cleaning up their mess. And and because uh, both of those players have had major surges offensively as well. And Nugent Hopkins has come along for the ride. Stevie, I'm all about the love for the Oilers. I'm not like you. Like if, if uh, you know, if, if there was, you were cheering for the Sens, you're, you know, they're your number one team. And then if a bunch of non-Sens fans are kicking around the horse, okay? Mm -hmm. Okay, the bandwagon, Steve. Okay, <laughs> if you were, you were leading the bandwagon, Right, and these people want to hitch their post to your wagon. Yes, whatever the expression. You would go. I don't think so, my friend. Right? I know you. Where were you? You know, thirty-five years ago when this whole thing started. Whatever. Okay. Where were you? 
Yeah. Okay? I don't think so, my friend. Stevie, I'm the other way around. I'm the other guy. Okay, I'm the other guy. Jump on. Jump on, Steve. Pile on like like one of those subway stops in India, Steve, where they're just, you know, stuffing people into the train. Okay? As many as you can. You get on this, Stevie. I'm welcoming all comers, Steve. All comers. All right, Stevie? All right. I'll do, I'll do it for you. They're my Western team. Once Tampa Bay is done with the Leafs, then uh, I will immediately shift all my allegiances over to Edmonton. Everybody take the day off. Everyone go home. It's a long weekend. <laughs> Words is an Oilers fan. Yep. Yeah, you guys too. There we go, buddy. Done it's time done. to jump on the wagon. It's time 100%. to jump on the wagon. I all want right. all sense fans is my point, Stevie. Okay? They got nothing this year. That is Let's true. come over to the dark side. This is not the dark side. You're not asking them to cheer for Toronto. Yeah. The, uh, the season does end for my Senators this week. They were officially eliminated Thursday night with a 7-2 to loss. Did you hear about that game, by the way? There's a lot of by-the-ways to end the program here. The Sens got – can you picture this? The Sens lose 7-2 to in Florida. But in that Ooh. same game, the Sens had 58 shots on the Florida oh, net. Oh, no. Oh, no. Who loses 7-2 to and gets 58 shots in the game? It wasn't like – I don't know. And DJ Smith got ejected for the first time in his four-year NHL career. Sign of things to come. Oh, oh yeah. I can't believe I missed the uh, Sens-Florida game. Mm, yeah. um, I hear you. Okay. How about this, Stevie? Um, another by the way. Another by the way. Runs to some by the ways here, Steve. What about the playoff? Wild cards. These are These are not done yet, man. Okay. Oh, everything's up for grabs. I don't think there's any... Everything's up for grabs. This is unreal hockey, man. Yep. Yeah. Of the eight playoff potential matchups, only Toronto and Tampa is set. And that's been set for a long time. Oh, right. Right. But I'm talking about making the playoffs. Oh, yeah. For uh, sure. Are the like, cops uh, coming for, for you? What's happening? Yeah, I know. It's my ride. It's my ride. <laughs> yeah, I'll be... I gotta go. You doing uh, a ride along? Buffalo... Um. I was just gonna. I was just gonna say, Steve, get this, okay? Uh, Penguins and Buffalo, uh, and Red Wings, and they've all got 79, 80, 70, 80 points. Oh no, Jim, those would be the games that they've played, Jim. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, so. I got to move across a couple of columns, Steve. Mm-hmm, yeah, <laughs> Buffalo is pretty. Buffalo is pretty much out. Yeah, uh, Florida Islanders ninety-one points, okay, in the first and second wild card spot. Penguins ninety, yep. Stevie. Uh, Buffalo is not dead, by the way. They got 85 points, but they got way more games. They got two more games in hand. There's six points so, out there. You have four games in hand. Yeah. Four. How do they have four games in hand? Sorry, not four games. Four games two. left. Yeah, left. Yeah. They, they got two more games. In. Uh, Oilers are in, of course, that the Kraken uh, has snuck in, but, but the Jets have 91 flames have 90 Stevie. Nashville at 88. Right. Ask me, I, I but I do want the Flames in because I think they'll be easier to beat than freaking Nashville. Right. Or Winnipeg. So that's All right. friend. So that How's is that for my hockey update. I love it. Jimmy, with your yeah. hockey playoff update, uh, by the time we reconvene here on the program, uh, you know, we were late with this episode, so we apologize for that. We normally like to put them out on Thursdays. That's my fault. That's okay. I'm, I'm not, it's not the blame game or anything. I'm just explaining that maybe we'll do another one kind of midweek. Sure. To make up, make up for the last one that, uh, that we missed there. So, uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we won't wait until uh, next Sunday, which is uh, we're doing it this Sunday, April 9th. We won't wait till the following Sunday to record the next one. We're back in normal time on Thursday. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for being with, you, with us. We really appreciate that. Don't forget our website is stevewproject.com. Jimmy will be there with all your Stanley Cup playoff uh, inside information and updating things as we go. So that'll be good. No, he won't. He won't actually be doing that. Uh, but we'll call it a day right there. James, Steve, enjoy your week. We'll talk to you. <laughs> Shut up, Steve. <laughs> Steve, shouldn't, like Steve, you can hear the siren in the background. Okay, yeah. I'm in Victoria. Like, yeah. Like, shouldn't you have arrived by now at the guy with the heart attack? <laughs> it's like, true. Should, should you not? This thing, this is 10 minutes, Steve. Yeah, he's this looking. This guy's dying at the side of the road. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He took, I don't know what, I don't know what happened, Steve. He ate a homeless guy or something. He's in all sorts of trouble. Yeah. And the, 
it's taking the siren guy a day and a half to get maybe, there. Maybe they're just surrounding you and you're just hearing a new one come along every once in a while. A new car is <laughs> arriving. We got what, you surrounded, Jerome. Come out with yeah, your hands what, up. One of two things, okay, is either get to the scene quicker or if you're leaving the scene, is where's the hospital? Is in, in freaking Flin Flon? Come on. <laughs> Can we end one show without screaming cats and screaming (laughs) sirens? My God. We'll talk to you next week. Good night, everybody. We'll see you.